Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Well, hello there. It's the one you've been waiting for. Dylan. That's the one you want waiting for, right? Yeah. It's the one I've been waiting for. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you're you're the one I've been waiting one for, is what I'm getting at. Oh, hello. Good start. <laughs> <laughs> this is I Miss You Man. My name's Lonnie. His name is always Dylan. And he's doing pretty well, I reckon. But can I just check and confirm that, Dylan? Uh, confirmation to the yes, my friend. I'm doing great. That is fact. wonderful news, actually, to hear. Um, this is a podcast, Dylan. What is it normally about and what is it actually about today? Well, normally it's about you and I taking each other on a journey each week. It could be about anything. Life, pop culture, everything in between. And this is our mega series called The Christina Chronicles, where we go through the entire filmography of one of our favourite actors, Christina Ricci. Okay, that's exactly right, Dylan. Thank you for giving us that explanation. The film today is a monster. Now, it's a pretty famous movie. Most famous, I suppose, for being uh, Charlize Theron's big breakout, one of the Oscar, um, put her on the map, didn't it? Her star-making role. Absolutely. Before doing this series, Dylan, I was not aware that our, our good friend Christina, friend of the show, was in this movie. Somehow that that, oh, really? that, that had skipped me by in the pop culture. Because it came out when we were, oh. we, were, we were kids, I guess, when it came out. So, you know. Oh, yeah. We definitely wouldn't have been watching this when we were youngins. No, and I, and I the other thing that's most famous is well, the thing that is tied in with the the Charlize Theron factor is the fact that she was heavily made up in the makeup and hairstyling um, to give her to give her that transformation into the role, and I really I really knew all that. I knew Patty Jenkins directed it, and she went on to make Wonder Woman fifteen and, years later, um, and wrote it too. Yeah, indeed, first feature, pretty amazing yeah. one off the off the first cab of the rank of your first feature film, hey. Yeah, nailed it. Good uh, on her, I reckon. I didn't know a lot about it, though. I, I, I don't think I even knew it was based on a true story. So, you know, the Christina Chronicle is opening up my mind to the world. So I thank Miss Ritchie for this. Yeah, sure. I mean, I also didn't know it was based on a true story, which makes it uh, pretty, pretty horrific in context. Absolutely. So you watched it first and you told me, hey, heads up, there's a bit of hardcore stuff in this. And there is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Some, uh, well, the whole thing's basically, it's it's the realest reels of being a hooker. Mm-hmm. Let's just put it in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it ain't pretty woman. Let's just say that. No, it, it's very un-Hollywood. Um, but very well done, I thought. And I think, oh. Dylan, this is probably going up to the top of the list. Maybe not, maybe not very top, but definitely it's hitting the top rungs of the Christina Chronicles, isn't it? 
So you really liked it that much, did you? It was very well done. It was. It was very good. I I don't think it's as good as Ice Storm, personally. I know Ice Storm, but... Or two, 200 cigarettes. It's not as rewatchable as those, but as a film, like writing, acting, mm. cinematography, mm. Oh, pretty, pretty amazing. And we are here for Christina, our girl. She's a bit overshadowed in this, but you have to say that I mean... <laughs> Charlie Theron's <laughs> performance is probably one of the best we've seen, if not the best that we've seen I... in the series, right? One of the best performances of all time. It's hard not to be overshadowed, but, that, you know. <laughs> that's what our boy Roger said, Dylan, and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, so there might be some people out there who haven't seen the film, don't know what it's about. We've all been talking a bit around it. So what what do we got going on here in Monster? Well, it's basically about Charlene's character, Eileen, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been basically battered by the world since she was eight years old she became a hooker at 13 and she's just been drifting and hooking ever since and she's on the verge of suicide and killing herself until she comes across christina ricci's character shelby who's a kind of a a runaway innocent church girl um recently experimenting and coming out and finding she's a lesbian and they fall in love and well, let's just say it, it turns sour from there at points. Yes. And so, as you said up top, it's um, based on a true story. And if you want to go in fresh like like we pretty much did, you can stop listening now and go back and watch this. It's on Amazon down in Australia. So I assume everywhere else. Pretty easy to find. Um, yeah. And I'd recommend watching it. So the real-life story, as it's depicted here, is that Eileen... Um, becomes a serial killer. She starts killing the Johns that she's picking up in her sex work. And it explores the sort of morality of that because, as it seems like in real life, yeah. and I've, I've done a bit of, bit of research into this, and there have been some documentaries which I know, look interesting, but I don't know if I can watch them straight away after watching this film, to be <laughs> honest. Um, yeah, so she seemed like she was in self-defense in the first... Um, person she she killed and after that maybe less so and maybe it became she was killing the people who had abused her like in her mind that was what she was doing she was getting back at the world and also she was um funding and and feeling the sort of lifestyle that that she'd had with with selby who's based on a real person but they've sort of changed a few details and the name for the um for for the movie so, yeah. so, so where do you where do you come in on that, Dylan? Obviously, we don't condone murder. That should be not <laughs> pretty clear by now. I condone I I condone that first one. That sure. first that yeah. After that, it's it's a slippery slope. I mean, in a, in her eyes, she's kind of a, a vigilante, really. Mm. This is really justified because she's got like this warped sense of men and the world in general. To be honest, and you'd you'd have to have if the world's been shit kicking you since you were eight years old. I know she's had the the worst life. You could, I was reading about oh, it. imaginable, so, so. pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and then I got the sense as as well is that like she did really love this woman. She's she's come into a life, into you know come come across in her life and has started life with, and was getting some joy out of this relationship. But then 
like she's got nowhere else to go like what else can she do in life that's not again not condoning it but it's almost like every up every other opportunity for these people in in life has been shut off yeah and you see that because she probably like halfway through the movie she does try to get on the straight and narrow and tries to get a job but it's just it's just not possible like she has no education um she can't type at all she can't even really do basic factory work mm-hmm. and she just falls back into hook and just out of necessity yeah and an interesting wrinkle which i wasn't potentially expecting going in is that christina ritchie's character is the, the more innocent younger woman who is yeah. running away from her life but it gets to a certain point where it's almost like she's manipulating charlie's because well she doesn't go out and get a job but she sort of compels Mylene to keep going out and um, being a sex worker, yet she sort of enjoys the spoils of that without herself finding a job or even contemplating that sort of life. So, yeah, they were using each other to a certain degree. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's just, I love how, like, infatuated she is with Eileen when she first meets her. Like, she thinks she's, like, so beautiful and being a hooker is, like, such a crazy and glamorous lifestyle and you just look at Charlize's character and she's just like no offense it's meant to be this way but she's just the most run down mm. just she's got like rotting teeth and she's just like dirty and filthy and well, no she cleans herself in the, the you know petrol station bathroom yeah i mean yeah, yeah exactly that, that that's a, that's the life that's where she's at in life yeah and it's just like she's the first person that's ever treated her like a person and i think that just like opened her world that she would just do anything and everything mm-hmm. just to keep this this woman happy yeah very sad in that sense yeah very tragic this movie yeah. pitiable everybody um mm. so yeah she, so in real life she did she was eventually caught for these murders and it, and it seems like yeah she she took the full rap and said that she loved the the Christina Richie's character in real life until the day she died. Um, so, yeah, there's something to that, I guess, like having, finding something in the world and hanging on to it. But the way they went about it, clearly not right. But yeah, then she was on death row for about a decade. That'd be terrible, wouldn't it? Death row? Oh, yeah. I mean, you'd kind of find peace in a way, wouldn't you? Mm. Well, the end's... well, it's funny you say found peace. Um, apparently not. Apparently towards the end she was very suicidal and it seems that she was sick of it and when earlier she was claiming self-defense for a lot of the crimes, towards the end she sort of walked that back to kind of speed up the process of, of the execution, apparently. Uh, sure, okay. okay but, getting a bit sick of it. But she clearly had um, mental health issues the whole life, oh, whether nice. whether they were apparent beforehand or just became apparent as a result of the abuse that she suffered all throughout her life. Hard to say. Um, mm. But yeah, pretty pretty damn sad life. Um, talk about something else briefly, maybe to lighten the mood a little bit. I find Patty Jenkins' career quite odd. Have, have you looked much into her? The, the course of her well, career? Not really. So she had this. 
Yeah. Honestly, you know, as we said, like first cat off the rank, absolutely smashed out the park. And then Wonder Woman. What happened between those? <laughs> in between. Well, it's weird. I don't know if you saw it in your Amazon when you looked at it, but it had like it has a couple of things that the person's done, you know, in their career on their CV. Ah, sure. No, I didn't see. <laughs> For hers, it was so weird. It had Monster, Arrested Development, she directed an episode of. Ah, yes, that's right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Wonder Woman. It's like <laughs> so bizarre. She has the other stuff though. Um, I read about it, and it, it's, yeah, it's it's strange to think that you can make a a hit like this, like a very well received indie drama, but wins an Oscar, um, and you know, sort of cleans up at the sort of indie award circuit as well, and then not make anything else for over ten years, uh, feature film wise. Um, I think there's a lot of sexism there. Like she wasn't finding the same opportunities that a man would in that in that same circumstance in Hollywood. Sure. Um, sure. I think she also got pregnant at one stage. Like at, the, at as a sort of oh, project yeah. was happening, and again, that wouldn't affect a man's career in the same way that would a woman's. Um, she yeah. did a lot of commercials, did a lot of TV. So she did that an episode of Arrested Development, and she started doing like being a, like a gun for hire, directing a pilot for a few different dramas. Um, and sometimes yeah, okay. that's, a, that's yeah. a, like you're setting the standard of being like a producer and setting up the visual style hmm. for a show, which is pretty cool. Um, and then she was supposed to be on the second Thor film as the director. But then, that's right. Yeah, right? That, yes. that was going to be it. And that's obviously takes yeah, a couple of years out of your career. That. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. I didn't, she didn't stay with that one. Um, it would only have helped that movie. Look, I don't think it's that bad, but I've only seen it the once. Maybe it's bad. Worse. <laughs> if I went back and looked at it again. I don't know. It's it's just it's it's nothing. Anyway, anyway I'm sure we'll talk about Marvel at some point. <laughs> and then of course, um, she still had the the cred for this, and still was doing good work in between. Did Wonder Woman, everyone loved. Uh, the second Wonder Woman, which people don't love as much. Um, and then she was supposed to do a, a Rogue Squadron movie for the Star Wars, but who knows? Apparently that's on Star Wars. I th- it, I th- it's been shelved. I think I, I think. just yeah. yeah, I think I just read it's been shelved the other day. Yeah. Yeah, like Star Wars at one stage, they were like announcing so many different movies and then they've all quietly just walked them back. You're like, actually, they're not doing well, that one anymore. Yeah, after, I think, pretty much Solo cemented no more movies, actually, thanks. <laughs> um. <laughs> Which is strange. We'll talk about this other places, I'm sure. But um, just the idea, like, when a, when a Star Wars movie comes out, normally it's like an event, you know, it's like huge. It t- takes over cinema world for a few weeks at the very least and no now they just release a bunch of streaming stuff all the time it's weird yeah it is weird isn't it mm. yeah it, it kind of works for star wars more so than marvel i'll say but mm. oh, no, i don't know i do miss this the star wars movies hopefully they come back one day they'll come okay. back one day i think that's that's the way forward for them but you know Maybe maybe it's up to us still, and maybe we're the ones who <laughs> need to go in and sort them out. Maybe. We maybe. sorted out the DC universe for James Gunn. Maybe we could sort <laughs> out the Star Wars universe. Oh, goodness. Oh, that's a lot to unpack. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, back to Patty Jenkins. It's a, yeah, kind of a rocky road after a, a pretty stellar debut, hey? Mm, yeah. Well, at least she's, I guess, kind of back on track. I don't, I don't think Wonder Woman eight, eight, 1984 was that bad, to be honest. I mean, it wasn't great. Hmm. 
But I think it was probably as good as the first one. I don't think the first one was that great either. Look, it was very well made. The story let it down, I think. Look, it's got it's got an iconic scene, you know, Wonder Woman crossing No Man's Land. That is a fantastic idea. That's amazing. Mm. I just wish they'd have done Ares that isn't actually a god of war. That would be good. It just should have been. Yeah, I think it just should have been the evil in men's hearts. But no, mm. he actually existed, and I thought I think that took away from it. But anyway. Uh, I think the second two has a few cool uh, set pieces, but Yay. overall, yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Anyway, Chris Pine's always good. <laughs> yeah, I'll, t- I'll take Chris Pine yeah. right back in. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of feel like maybe we've had like a lost decade or a lost almost two decades now of her career when she maybe could have made, you know, great 10 films and that, but you know what? Yeah. yeah. Hey, we got this at least. That's something. It really did. It was very compelling. Um, and with the subject matter, it, like it doesn't shy away from it, but it's not gratuitous. It doesn't like revel mm. in her pain. In fact, no. she's quite powerful in a lot of ways, but you can definitely see like her thought processes, and I don't think it condemns her, but I think it goes to a certain extent to explaining how such a situation in, can occur. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't think it glorifies her either. I think it just it it really rides that line in the middle perfectly. I think because it shows that she she does some reprehensible things, like she she murders a guy that's just purely trying to help her. Um which she feels she has to do at the mm. end. Buddy Herschel from Walking Dead. <laughs> and um, it also shows that when she goes to kill another guy and he's like really nervous, he's actually a really nice guy. And mm. so she doesn't kill him either. She just lets him go. Yeah, there's light and shade there. Yeah. Um, yeah, which, again, this could have been a real schlocky sort of let's just focus on the the sex worker who is a killer and like it's exploit that, but it, it doesn't, it's quite even handed. And yeah. And Patty Jenkins spent time with her on, on death row. I think just like sort of immediately before, you know, like on the night of, but like very close to her execution. She, they well, yeah, she got, she got executed in 2002 and this came out in 2003. So yeah, probably yeah. been right at the end for yeah. her. She gave and she yeah gave us some of her documents and letters and things. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, 
I guess probably also like, probably yeah. nearly nearly Christina's best performance too, maybe so far. Yeah, so I uh, reckon. Well, some people weren't so keen on it, but Roger's got some um, some views on this, which are complimentary, Hello. which are good. We'll get into in a moment. Um, I think that she's playing a very weak character and a very nervous character. And I think she's playing someone who's kind of trying to keep up the whole time, which is what she sort of gets into. Um, yeah. But I think she holds her own. And I think yeah. it's the sort of thing, and I haven't seen Training Day, but I really want to, and I need to get onto that. But when, when Denzel won the Oscar, there's a quote from Ethan Hawke where he says, and he's like the sporting actor, he said, mm. he went into that movie thinking, if I do my job right, Ethan Hawke, um, Denzel will get the Oscar, Best Actor Oscar. So I wonder if that's because of Christina's here. Like, if she does her bit right, just got to play off and be the straight man in some ways to the performance that's happening around her. Yeah. yeah. Evidently. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And she she does a great job too. She is very nervous and coy at the start. And she kind of grows once she finds out more mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. Eileen and starts to be around her more. She starts to become a bit more independent. And mm. then by the end, I mean, that final call between them two, they were they were just nailing it. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, that was super intense. And yeah. it, it's funny we, we've seen Christina from from the beginning in this series, one by one, and sure she's she's been like a child actor. Obviously, then she's grown into being an adult actor and being quite glamorous. And in this, she's sort of playing that very dowdy um, early two thousands lesbian with the whole with like the haircut, like the the whole characterization. Um, is spot on, I thought. And yeah, at some points I was forgetting it was Christina, as much as I, you know, she's more obviously her than she is, than Charlize Theron is, is her character. Definitely, yeah. Um, I think they both embody it, and I think that's probably working off each other, you know? Yeah. No. Rod, Roger? Great, great pair of performances. You're ready for Roger, yeah, aren't big you? Rog. Come on. Come big on, Rog. Big Rog. Dylan, he gave it four stars out of four. Fair. You said it was the best film of 2003. Oh, what? A, okay. Let's <laughs> see what else came out. But keep, keep reading. Keep reading. He talks about uh, Charlie's um, performance. Yeah, he says, I didn't recognize her. And I wonder if that's because he probably saw like a preview screening or like on the festival circuit when it was less about, you know, the whole point is that Charlie's there on disappears into the character of the makeup. You know, he saw it early, I think. He says, yeah. I didn't recognize her, but more to the point, I hardly tried because the performance is so focused and intense that it becomes a fact of life. Observe the way Theron controls her eyes in the film. There is not a flicker of inattention as she urgently communicates what she is feeling and thinking. There's the uncanny sensation that Theron has forgotten the camera and the script and is directly channeling her ideas about Eileen Wernos. She has made herself the instrument of this character. Pretty spot on. Yeah, nailed it, I reckon. Yeah. And probably yeah, probably the best film in two thousand three, I guess. I mean, I like Spy Kids three game over as much as anyone else, but <laughs> I think it's got it just it's a close to run off between those two. Uh that's more close. Oh, and too fast, too furious. Oh, no, nah, never mind. It's it's not the best. Okay. But it's close. It's up there. Yeah. Um, what do you say about Christina? I think is quite perceptive, as always. He says she finds the correct note for Selby Wall. So correct, some critics have mistaken it for bad acting, when in fact it is sublime acting in its portrayal of a bad actor. 
She plays Selby as clueless, dim, in over her head, picking up cues from moment to moment, cobbling her behaviour out of notions borrowed from bad movies, old songs, and barroom romances. Selby must have walked into a gay bar for the first time only a few weeks ago, and studied desperately to figure out how to present herself. Selby and Eileen are often trying to improvise the next line they think the other wants to hear. I think that's really yeah. deceptive, right? That's definitely how it comes from. Man, that's, I think it might be his best review, yeah. to be honest. It's amazing. I've got the ending as well, actually. The whole thing is good, and it's always linked in the show notes. But I thought this was just very well written. Uh, it talks about Eileen again. She's been so cruelly twisted by life that she seems in- incapable of goodness. And yet, when she feels love for the first time, she's inspired to try and be a better person. She's unequipped for this struggle and lacks the gifts of intelligence and common sense. She's devoid of the conventional moral standards. She's impulsive, reckless, angry, and violent. And she devastates her victims, their families, and herself. There are no excuses for what she does, but there are reasons, and the purpose of the movie is to, is to make them visible. If life had given her anything at all to work with, we would feel no sympathy. But life has beaten her beyond redemption. Again, pretty much what we said, but uh, much better put. I, I just love it when you get a great movie and then you get a great writer who can sort of, it speaks to, to it and watching them together, mm. reading together. It makes it all so much, just clarifies it in your mind, you know? Yeah, agreed. Good stuff. He's back in my good books, Hard Rodge. <laughs> I've got another review from Peter Bradshaw, which I think we've seen from time to time pop up. He's from The Guardian. Um, mm. he's, he only mentioned here in particular that there's a British director, Nick Broomfield. Um, he made two documentaries about her, one sort of after she was, was sentenced in the first place, and then mm. one towards the end while she's on death row for about 10 years or so. And they yeah. took very different views, it says. The first was sympathetic to her claim that she acted in self-defense. The second, 12 years later, looks askance at her final desperate abandonment of the self-defense claim. Broomfield suggested that she was suicidal and was effectively longing for the state to put an end to her misery. Look, she was pretty suicidal throughout the whole movie that we saw in Monster, how it's portrayed, so... Um, oh, she came in suicidal pretty much yeah. from the start. Yeah. yeah. Um... So yeah, it goes on to kind of what we said. Some of her victims are certainly brutal rapists consumed with hate who delight in abusing, assaulting prostitutes. Others, however, are muddled but decent men who do not try to abuse Wernos and even try to help her. But in every case, the basic dynamic is the same. They are men with money and power, and Eileen has none. It's kind of the problem, yeah, isn't true. it? It's kind of the issue. Yeah, yeah. it's the issue. Yeah. Um, so that's that's... Cool. He also says Paige Jenkins maybe has a tough, illusionless clarity coupled with a gripping sense of drama. It's the work of a natural filmmaker. Yeah, good honor. Yeah. One odd thing, Dylan, that I noticed on Wikipedia. Okay. 2004. The MTV Movie Awards. <laughs> this was yeah. nominated uh, for Best Kiss. I mean, it was. If we're going purely by technique, sure, I guess. Um, but like in the context of the film, it's a bit odd to nominate that. I mean, it it did have Journey playing over it, so maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, and that was a nice moment in the roller skating. Um, yeah, it was ring. lovely. But this is normally things like you know from Spider Man or you know from a teen <laughs> yeah. movie, right? Wouldn't necessarily put it in the 
the indie drama about a serial killer. Serial killing prostitute? No, no, probably not. Good on them though, branch it out, old MTV. They're trying to reach, you know, it's like how the Oscars are always trying to reach young audiences. MTV's trying to get the, the older <laughs> cinema crowd in. The, the indie drama fans, yeah. Yeah, the cinephiles, get them interested. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, that's a, a fun note maybe to as we end our podcast. Um, so, yeah, Dylan, we've had a long run. This is our 32nd, I believe, um, chapter in the Chronicles. Ooh. Ooh. Highs, lows, middles. Highs, right? We're at, that's where we're at. We're, de- we're definitely on a high at the moment, for sure. One of, one of the best. Top three, for sure. Your number one, possibly. Possible. Well, Ice Storm is pretty damn good, though. I need to go back and watch it. It is, it is really good. I've watched it a couple times since. It's, it's quite great, actually. Yeah. I just want to see where we're up to in terms of what's next. Cursed! Cursed. Cursed. Okay. Yeah, Cursed, I think it's going to be a bit of an interesting one, Dylan, because as it says here on Wikipedia... Well, she took a year off, it looks like. This is her first year off, I think. Yeah, for a while. She missed 2004. She had a big year in 2003. She did a whole bunch in a row. Mm. Not not quite ninety eight, but pretty. You know, it's, it's five films she made. Um, yeah, but I I haven't heard of Cursed. It's got um, it's Wes Craven is directing it, which is your, your boy. Yeah, one one of my boys. Um, <laughs> it just says here she starred in the Wes Craven horror film Cursed, which gained notoriety for its troubled production history. So there Ooh. we go. I wonder what that's going to be. He yeah, was a see what interesting fellow from all accounts. So. Yeah, big Wes. He wasn't afraid to butt heads with the studio, you know. Oh no, no. That's how you make horror movies, I guess. You got to, you know, ones that break through. Bash your head against the wall, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And look, we're getting so close to Speed Racer. It always felt to me that it's, you know, <laughs> way in the future, and I guess it has been for a while, but it's almost upon us. It's gonna be this year, to Speed I reckon. Racer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're closer to Speed Racer than Ice Storm, mate. That weird. It is weird. It's very weird. But we're getting there. It's also strange that she's in a 2020 film, 22 film, sorry, called Monstrous. Do we think mm. it's a sequel? <laughs> well, seeing as it ended with the main character dying, probably not. Sorry. Unless she's a literal monster and she's been resurrected as a zombie now. So a quick look. It's a horror movie. It's in the 1950s. Maybe it's a prequel. I don't think so. It's probably bad taste. Oh, she's a time-travelling zombie. Lit. Possibly. Possibly. Anything's possible, right? Nah. <laughs> we shouldn't joke about this. I feel bad for it. Uh, no, but I... Look, it's not the easiest watch, but Monster was very interesting. The one I was like, I've got to watch this really serious drama about murders. But then I started watching it and I was gripped the whole time, so... You know, it's not a, a Friday night popcorn, get the whole family around, but if you're into something that's a bit more challenging and you're in the right mood, recommend it. Agreed. All right, Dylan, we're on the socials, are we not? You better believe we are, mate. Okay. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the big three. Okay. Every podcast app you can imagine, we're there. Mm-hmm. Got our own website. We're all over the shop. Look us up, you'll find us, and you know, tell your mates. Tell your men that you miss. About I Miss You Man exactly. and their mega series, The Christina Chronicles. Yeah, that's right. And you can go back and watch all of the Christina Chronicles. 
some of the films you might have to uh, scrounge around for to find, but we did for the most part. So more than a handful, I would say. You have to sail <laughs> the high seas, but is it worth it? Not more than half the time, I would say. Occasionally, you know. Occasionally, there's a nugget. Two hundred cigarettes for mm-hmm, sure. Mm-hmm. No, um, I want to thank Mark for the theme song too. Thanks, Mark. Oh, Mark the man. Anything else you want to say? I miss you, Christina. I miss you, Christina. I miss you, I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.